Classic Love Wine, episode 663, featuring Serenity and Ron Jeremy. From April 14th, 1998, a Tuesday night show. The source on this one is a Kevin tape from 2016, with a Toby Dog tape from pre-2007 patched in. The previous recording for this episode was only 40 minutes, but now we have the full-length episode, much like the full-length penis Adam gets beaten with. Don't skip this one. This is Ron and Serenity's first known appearance from the Adam era. Serenity comes back to the show for two more visits in 1999 and then 2001. Ron comes back on three more times in 2001, 2003, and 2004. In this episode, Ron comes off like a very normal guy. So if you don't like hearing Ron Jeremy being interviewed or his shtick or whatever it is, this is absent of that. Kind of. And Serenity is a fun guest. This episode explains the origin of the story involving Ron's replica penis that was rolling around on his car's trunk for many years, uh, with quite a few stories about that one. Uh, a lot more happens with that rubber dork in this episode, too, by the way. Lots of talk about the band Sublime. Jeremy is an expert when it comes to their catalog and seems to be friendly with the band. A young man calls in, proud to tell the guys about his mom dating Ron. Really fun call. All in all, a great episode. Definitely not one to skip. Don't. And now you get the extra 50-plus minutes. Great, great, great to have this one finally complete. And one of the listeners to the show uh, wanted to help on Patreon, but said I don't mention enough. That's probably because in the last feed I was discouraged from mentioning any sort of plug. Uh, no payment, no plugs. And then we finally got one plug per every three shows, which I think was because nobody was listening, and Anderson was just being nice. So I just kind of go with that. But, you know, that Patreon uh, does really help out with my time and effort. You know, I'm not charging for content. I never would. It's not my content to charge for. But my time does get spent on this. Like uh, I've talked about in the past, but I have $136,000 in lost wages from my day job. And I've had that job for 13 years now. And in the past, I was able to take what they call no pay, which is essentially they have too many employees. They don't need you to come in. You're doing the company a favor. Don't come in. They don't pay you. And out of all the years I took no pay, they gave me a report of that uh, last year or the year prior. And it was over $150,000 in unearned wages by missing work. And after backing out, you know, five, ten days here or there per year for non-Corolla-related stuff, it really came out to 136000 plus in lost wages just working on this stuff for the past decade. Or more, since 2003. So it's, uh, you know, something I chose to do, and I wouldn't have it any other way, and I don't regret it. And nobody owes me anything for doing it, and nobody's going to pay me. I did it because I wanted a complete collection of the show. It's just the finish line keeps getting pushed back further and further and further every month, every week, every year. Uh, at some point, I thought I would have this done, but it's just, it's so daunting. And, you know, it really is a job for a crew of people. And over the years, we've had different people contribute and help out. But a lot of times, that leads to a lot of the splintering of the files and the quality. And everybody kind of burns out, and you get left with this mess. So we really do need a unified 
single source or even team to do this, but I just don't think that's ever going to happen. And now I'm at the point where I fear that this work's going to outlive me and that I'm not going to finish it before I drop dead before I'm 40. So if you want to help with Patreon, every little bit helps. Uh, at some point, I may have to make a choice between finishing this and keeping my job, which basically means I'll, I'll be one step away from the street uh, or I'll like deliver pizzas or something and get a schedule that allows me more time. So... I actually went work from home just so I'd have more time not commuting to work on Corolla Loveline and Loveline, all the stuff we work on. And doing that, they'd pay me five bucks less per hour to be home, which I guess there's some other benefit from being home, but I don't know what that is. I, I don't get to watch TV. Even after work, I don't have time for movies or social life. Again, what I chose, but if you do want to help, uh, patreon.com slash Giovanni. Uh, because I'm not going to choose anything differently, and regardless of you helping or not, I'm still going to do this. But if you want to help me go faster or help me have some other options so I can work on this without risking everything and maybe maintain some sense of a life, not a personal life, just a life. Like right now, it's like not even time to eat or do anything. It's It's work, get off work, work on this, work on this on my lunch break, work on this on my other break. It's a lot, but it's what we got to do. We got to collect the show. Nobody else is going to do it. Got to catch them all. Got to edit them all. All right, everybody. Patreon.com slash Giovanni. The Amazon links help a ton. You don't have to just buy the dumb products I put in the show notes. You can click on any Amazon link on the website, including those, and anything you put in your shopping cart after clicking through the portal will then give a small fraction of a penny credit back to me uh, per item. Now that you don't pay any extra, you know the deal. You listen to a million podcasts. I hate having to explain it. But that helps out a lot, too. Uh, just anything to compensate for the time spent in this uh, nobody's trying to get rich or even pay their bills off this year. Just uh, just something. So thanks for all the help and support for everybody. It does help. Uh, we just got five or six out in a row. We have another five or six coming in a row again. Uh, mahalo and get on. Yes, it is. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. All right, uh, Thursday night, Tyra Banks will be in here. Tonight we have um, adult film star Serenity and um, a legend of the adult uh, film industry, Ron Jeremy. And... Um, I know this uh, may sound gay or weird, but I have a thousand questions for uh, Ron. Serenity, uh, you just hold still. I'll look at you for a few moments. We'll oh talk my. to Ron. <laughs> She's then, the visual here. Then we'll get on, we'll get on to uh, what Serenity's up to. But, uh, Ron, I have uh, been admiring your work for many, many a year. And uh, it seems to me that you've been in the business somewhere between 15 and 20 years, but uh, you can tell me. Well, when, uh, when I started making films, I think Serenity was sperm. Let's put it that way. <laughs> About 20 years. Yeah, by the way, there's a little sperm on your lip there, Serenity. <laughs> Speaking of Don't sperm. Don't look at me. <laughs> About 20 years. About 20 years. And how many films have you made in that 20 years? Uh, me and a guy named Tom Byron both pretty much have the record. About 1,500. Uh, Tom Byron started a little bit later than you, yes. didn't he? Yes. I was actually doing some other stuff, too. A few rock and roll videos here and there. Right. Produced Sublime's video. And then... Uh, <clears throat> which was very big on K-Rock, by the way. And then uh, I did some regular stuff and did stuff in New York. Right. He, he, he worked a lot. He worked hot and heavy. 
Both of us are about 1,500. No one knows who has more. He'll say him, I'll say me. The historians are divided, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, gray-bearded gents uh, sitting in smoking rooms and in, in, uh, in, in monogram jackets uh, debating this topic heated, you are in a heated those, fashion. You're one of the historians, aren't you? I like thinking of myself as a porn purist. I remember Ron's work from Taboo 2. I mean, uh, that had to be one of his uh, earlier earlier tricks. And then lately, my uh, Ron Jeremy story is, is um, we had, um, let's see, uh, what's his name in here? Uh, Larry Flint. And Larry Flint got me a subscription to uh, Busty. And I was looking through this Busty about six months ago, and I found this uh, great, great movie with uh, Ron and uh, Minka, the uh, great Asian woman with the large breasts, and uh, Kayla Cleavage, right? So I'm thumbing through this, and it's called, uh, I can't say the full title, but it's called Spank Me, Aff Me. This is, <laughs> and now, listen, uh, listen, uh, just a quick word to the, uh, to, respect me. to the poor. <laughs> <laughs> don't name, don't put the F word in the title. It makes it, it makes like it embarrassing. I, did it. I know, but Ron, please, these people should know this by now because they're semi respectable people who want to go out there. They want to get the video. They want to get out of the store and they don't want to draw a lot of attention. And they don't have to say to some 17 year old kid behind the counter with a name tag, Hey, spank me, F me. Uh, could you get on the uh, intercom and see if you can drum that? one up a lot of films use names of regular features changed around a little bit like i did a film called e3 the extra testicle <laughs> there, there, you know they have a beverly hills copulator they make I, films of that name i you know? saw you in the adams family one but i can't remember what the hell they changed the name Madam, of that one Madam, oh, Madam Madam Adams. family there were two of them None genius of those those porn people yeah, <laughs> oh man you're starting huh well okay. anyway i want you to get me a spank me f me i i was i called in real life or the movie uh, either one. Okay. I would uh, I would probably like the movie that way. I could uh, I could relive it oh, down so the road. Oh, so your plans are canceled tonight then? Okay. I called a video store and I said, uh, "Pardon me, do you have an uh, an adult film title called Spank Me, uh, F Me?" I said, "Adam." And <laughs> is that you? <laughs> no, they went, uh, "Huh?" And I went, uh, "It's called Spank Me, F Me." And they went, uh, "What?" And then I said, "Spank Me." Uh, I said the word at the end, and uh, the guy hung up on me. And uh, I they're masturbated selling, and shame that. selling that, that film at the Erotica L.A., by the way. Ah, this How is am a I good, doing? <laughs> this is beautiful plug. <laughs> when is this Erotica like L.A.? That was smooth. <laughs> smooth. They didn't notice that segue, did they? <laughs> Don, sorry. No, Erotica L.A., me and me and uh, Serenity are going to be, Serenity and Straight I on. are going to be at the uh, Erotica L.A. at the convention center. Mm-hmm. There's a show for all kinds of erotic material, boutiques, uh, videos, distributors are going to be there. A lot of porn stars are going to be there. And if you really are bored, yeah, I'm going to be there. And... Uh, Public's invited, fifteen bucks. It's a uh, Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday all day, Sunday all day. And uh, right it, how many years has that been going on? This it's uh, second year, right? It's the second year, and it was very successful last year. Yeah, you always get a big crowd uh, whenever you're dealing with pornography. Like, and and stop me if I'm wrong, but the, like the elect- consumer electronics show out in Vegas just turned into the porn show. I know oh, it's, it's supposed huge. to be called that because major studios are there too, Warner Brothers and. And Paramount, and yet they call it the porn show, which is pretty funny. Well, the whole thing about the porn industry is, uh, as I was telling Drew before the show about some dealings I'm going with, uh, going through with ABC, is people don't, the mainstream does not want to acknowledge it exists, or they pretend as if it doesn't exist. But meanwhile, everyone goes home and watches an adult film. You go into one of these uh, hotels, uh, mainstream hotels. They have adult uh, programming on the television, albeit edited adult programming. But it's out there, and the public wants it, and people sort of pretend uh, like they don't want it or it doesn't exist. It's coming but out of the sweet, closet sweet. a little bit. 
Yeah, with, with, she's right. With Sony said sweeps <laughs> sweeps week when when certain shows like uh, those scandalous shows, right? They want to have like their shows. highest ratings. They use adult stars. Also, since the films that have come out recently, the Flint movie, the Boogie Nights film, and the right. Sand film, it's now making. Uh, you know, adult material more popular and more acceptable, and you could admit, admit it. Quickly. All right. Well, all the people that have just climbed on board uh, recently, posers. I've been involved <laughs> with this for many years. How do, how do European countries deal with it? It seems like they're a little more... Nastier. But no, but I mean, how does the society view it? Is it accepted, embraced well, in some, in some countries, yeah. In Europe now, it's, it's accepted very much. I mean, they run adult features on uh, TV late at night. Huh. Regular really? TV. They move. advertise them on billboards. They could like show normal. naked breasts on mm -hmm. on most TV shows in most most of Europe. Yeah. And I'll bet you, uh, statistically, uh, rape is uh, lower per capita. In places where prostitution is legal, that's correct. Uh, so, uh, Serenity, how long have you been in the business? Five and a half years now. Yeah. How many movies you made in that five and a half years? Um, just over fifty. And what is it? it do, do guys make more than women, or do women make more than guys? And I know it varies, but but two people that are vary. Girls always make way more than men. No, they make more money, but do way they, more money. But do they make more pictures in the court? In like one average year, does Ron Jeremy make more than Serenity? I think it depends on the individual talent. Well, it depends on. See, a Serenity is privileged to be a contract girl for, for a company Wicked called pictures. Wicked Pictures, right. right? And the contract girls will make a flat salary for so many movies. You know, they do maybe per month. Is Whereas it the same the, as the old studios? I mean, know, the Hollywood kind of, studios? I kind of like it. The girls are making salaries that are actually very, very good. You know, they can make a really good living. Then they go on the road. I know. Because the men make... A, a contract girl can make anywhere from four to six to $10,000 for a movie, depending on what, what company. A man can make two to three to $400 for that same movie. Right. Well, here, here let me yeah. let me read you, read between the lines there. It's, uh, you're getting 200 bucks, and you're getting laid, and <laughs> uh, you get a sandwich. So uh, relax there, big guy. Uh, no, I got the sandwich. <laughs> and, uh, Ron, you... Uh, and the feminists complain that it is, the women are exploited, and I tell the feminists, hey, check out the bookie thing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Ron, how many, when, in, what was, like, your busiest month or, or couple-month period? I mean, how many movies would you make? I haven't done the math on how many years you've been in and how many you've made, right. but how many is that a year, basically? My, my leans, yeah. When I, you know, I ten years working out in the gym, and then my last eight years working out in the buffet. My earlier films <laughs> was when I was more popular. I did yeah. a lot more work in, like, in the... Late 70s, 80s, yeah. early I 90s. I saw some of those films, though. You were uh, never... Uh, 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 I was thin in some of them. No, the well, films, you're never no. scrawny. Well, That's all right. I, you, well, I was, it was kind of close in my well, first beginning. Yeah. I was saying to, um, to <laughs> Dr. Drew the other night over the air, and I'm not ashamed to repeat this in front of him because I think you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this in the spirit it was intended. I said uh, there are many examples we use for achievement in this society. People have overcome obstacles and adversity, like the guy <laughs> who plays the guitar with his feet for the Pope. Oh, people look at that, but uh, I think people should look at Ron Jeremy. <laughs> over if, here. He can, if he can have this kind of fun, there's hope for all of us. He's which a, is exactly what they do the, say, by the, the way. The most prolific man in pornography. He's uh, not tall in stature. He's got a gut on him. He's got some hair on his back. you, you got to keep in mind, though, that I was in Playgirl magazine four times in the 80s. Really? And now I get off from Field and Stream. No, but I really I really was in Playgirl four times. I was Larry Flint. Hold the salmon in your mouth. I, I, I was actually one of the first male centerfolds in Hustler. Really? Way back in uh, 1983. It was me and a girl in the, in the centerfold. I was totally thin. Well, uh, was, uh, Ron, what, whatever else is going on, the penis is not uh, changed. That stays the same. It is like uh, the uh, the violinist uh, may get older, but the Stradivarius uh, stays the same. I love this guy's attitude. I think we're bonding right now. Yeah. This and and let me tell you something. I enjoy a nice-sized penis in my pornography, and I don't 
don't uh, I don't know how people are going to take that. <laughs> I really don't. But to me, it's Deep. it's an important part of the uh, pornographical experience. You're I don't gay. Want, I don't want to see oh, some my. guy with a you know a penis the size of a little pinky in there. I like something you know something to work with. That, that. That's that's your surrogate. Right. Yes, that's my penis. Absolutely. <laughs> and I want, I want him to have a big one. You know, in fact, it was funny because when I was on Beavis and Butthead, they act, oh, did I just make another plug? You know, they actually said that when one says to the other, you're looking at uh, Ron Jeremy's wiener, and the other one goes, I'm looking around his wiener. Right. We're, we're, we're famous for what's on the other side of the penis, not on our side of it. And Ron is a is a uh, husky man. That penis of his on a um, on a svelte man would even look that much bigger. <laughs> so it's, it's all relative. And uh, yes, Ron, I've used your uh, penis uh, many, many a time. And I, you know, I still want to. I don't know. Do you have all these movies at home, Ron? No, 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 no way. I have some. I have the ones I had. You know, I, I enjoyed the roles I played. Did some crazy characterizations. Oh Those yeah, some great storylines. Hey, you did, the work uh, he did in Madam's Family was he played a blind man. Yeah, and I also yeah. I also, that was stellar work. <laughs> some of the films have had some fun. The one I recently did for VCA was called No Way Fuckers Five, oh. and I played a, uh, a a pimp black guy. I had to go hour and a half into makeup. They put on prosthetics. So it was kind of a fun role. Yeah. There are folks' uh, sensibilities aren't offended quite as easily in the uh, porn industry. Uh, you can go ahead and put on a little blackface and afro wig and have a good time, and um, no one's going to write a letter. <laughs> no one even has a sound up. Why? Who, how they, who they know to complain to? All right. We'll take some calls. And, uh, Ron, I really need to get uh, Spank Me F Me at some point. I need some connection. I need a phone number. I'm going to get it to you, because Kayla Cleavage produced that, and she'll be glad to get you She's one. a fabulous actress, this woman. Brian. Yes. You're 21. Yes. You a fan of Kayla Cleavage's work, Drew? I can't say that. I'm oh, okay. You're more of a Minka fan? I, I understand. Oh, it's Minka. Brian? Yeah. What's going on? Um, I just turned 21, actually, like a couple months ago, and um, I met this girl on the night of my birthday. We were going out for about two months now and she just tells me that she's 17 and I assumed that she was older because she looked it and well we had sex and everything like that and um she just told me she thinks she might be pregnant and I really don't know what to do I'm like I can't sleep it's literally on my mind I mean I how long ago was this Brian um I'd say maybe about a month and a half, two months. The 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 intercourse was two months ago. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And you found out about it. Um. Like a week ago. And how is it that she has doubts about this? Um. She is just because she. I don't know. She said she's been feeling like really. Um, Did she get a pregnancy test? Um. No. Okay. I, well, I before we. Let I me. Mean, why don't we just start there, Brian? Okay. okay. Uh, right. You didn't ask her to get a pregnancy no, test. I, I told her to, and I picked one up for. Her. Do you still have a relationship with her? Um, I'm still seeing her. Okay. Because I mean, I I don't want to like ditch her. I mean, if I mean, if it is, I mean, I did the crime. I should be there to help her. You know, it's that's scary. good. You look at uh, child rearing as some probation that's been <laughs> mandated by the state. I, I think in his head, mind, he's thinking I'll be there for her through the abortion. Ah, Brian. Yes. That's what you're thinking. Yes. Oh, okay. Is that what she's thinking? Yeah, that's what she said she wants. That she wants to do an abortion? Yeah. And how would you guys arrange that? Um, well, so far I'm the only one who's been doing anything. What'd you do? Um, I went to uh, a clinic that is around here, and I just talked to a nurse and everything. And why didn't why didn't she go with you? Um, I think because of her age. What do you mean? 
because oh you're afraid that you're going to be uh, uh i see they're going to say how old are you they're going to uh, say how old are you and then uh, someone's going to arrest you yeah so, so she's, she's afraid because like i don't even know her parents and like you know i mean that's the whole thing i don't want to be in trouble and everything all right but she wants to get an abortion yeah but i don't really think she can i mean with well, her parents can oh no she can most states what state are you in Illinois. State I of despair. Right I, I don't, most states, you only have to be 14. Really? Yeah. Did, parent consent? Did, absolutely. Did you wow. talk to the nurse about that? No, I didn't. I didn't even tell her how old she was. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, yeah, I found, Brian, go home, uh, get on the phone, call like Planned Parenthood and ask them because I know uh, Brian's a little skittish because, um, he figures he's going to do time and, uh, yes, Ron. You know what might cheer him up if he goes to the Erotica L.A. on Friday no, night? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. The guy's calling <laughs> from he's calling from Wisconsin or something, but, isn't he? But he, look, the kid sounds like a good hey, guy. Hey, the guy's got to plug his work here. He, they're they're in reality. You kind of, if I were a parent, I would want to know about this. If I were the parent of the daughter of the girl, um, he has done something that could get him in a lot of trouble if the parents want to push it. Yeah. Try to stay focused on what's good for the girl. She ultimately is going to make the decision right, about give, this. Give him the phone number. Would you try? Well, uh, I've got, got four uh, stars in here. Uh, Actually, it's a serious issue. Well, it is, but just give him a phone number. I'll call, and then we'll move on with the hijinks. That's all. National Planned Parenthood line is one eight hundred two three zero P L A N one eight hundred two three zero P L A N. You can discuss these specific issues with all him. Right. But Ron, this brings me on to something. Else. Brian should be should be commended for hanging in with his girlfriend. Well, he's going to drag her to the clinic, get an abortion, yeah. and uh, get her some like a uh, froyo and uh, call the relationship mm -hmm. but he's worried i've uh, god bless him he should have put the condom on the first time but uh, this will all be a distant memory soon but ron what about this uh tracy lords thing i know uh, you probably had this thing brought up a thousand times but this is the first time i met why you. is she pregnant she is uh just the whole underage thing is what uh, reminded me of it and i know uh you were uh, involved in in some of the movies that she was in right yeah i directed her and acted with her and uh, did you get busted for that no, no. the The law enforcement was very smart. They picked a film with the title "Those Young Girls." Uh -huh. They were trying to make a joke with the title. In fact, it was regular filmmakers that they busted, including a, a, a son of a celebrity. What do you mean, regular filmmakers that they busted? These are guys who did a TV series, a mainstream TV series. They did one or two adult videos their entire life. What happened to be one that she was in, uh -huh. and they got hit for it. Now the thing is, they won. The cases were thrown out because you know she had all fake ID. She even had a fake passport. The U.S. government gave her a fake passport. So they figured, how can we be any smarter than than the government? Right. She fooled everybody. Yeah, you guys are like uh, someone who runs a liquor store. Somebody comes in, buys a six-pack, shows you a legitimate ID, and you sell them the six-pack. The thing is, is that right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I respect I that she's right. made some good headway in regular films now. But the things you have to keep in mind, Nick, she still makes a, a, occasional insults at the adult film business while she keeps the same name. You know, like occasional. if you hate porno so much, why are you still calling yourself Tracy Lawrence? You know? Well, she got she into it. Scandal helps. She got into it when she was what, fourteen, fifteen, no, sixteen, supposedly. Sixteen. She did that big centerfold in Penthouse, which had the Miss America in it, which, right. which made her very famous. Uh, you're talking about... Uh, oh, God, she's new. George Burns on the cover. Uh, Vanessa... Williams. Williams. She was in that issue, and she was the centerfold. That really helped jet propel her jet propel her to being a very well-known you know, porn superstar. But she got in at 16, made a handful of movies, and then got busted at what age? Was she overage when she, she got busted? She was over 18 when she found out, when she when word <clears throat> came out. I'm not sure exactly how it happened, either. That she mentioned it herself, but it was discovered that all her films had to be taken off the shelf. Except one that she you know, had the rights to. Now, if she really hated the business that much, 
I believe she had something to do with that last film that's now legal being out there. Did, yeah. uh, but all the ones before her 18th birthday had to be Gone. taken off. Off the shelves. But if she made a few after her 18th one. birthday, Just she made one. the one after And she that. supposedly has the rights to that one and sold it to Caballero. Uh -huh. So if she really hated the business so much, why'd she do that? And secondly, you know, again, I'm not trying to knock her, but you know, she kept the same name. You know, you keep she, insulting the business, but you make, you take advantage of the scandal. I met her a couple times. She's been on this show before and she, I'm not so sure she hates the industry or people in it, but she she's hates, mellowed recently. But she she sort of she had a lot of she talked about this on the radio program, so I'm not divulging any information. She had a lot of therapy, and she was looking back on what the industry preyed upon in her, and how it supported some real unhealthy parts of her, and she's resentful of that. Now she she well, made the choice. That wouldn't right, Let's let's so not much. turn this but into she made a killing. the McLaughlin great uh, report here, Drew, for a second. And she knows that without porn, you know, she would. She, what would she be doing I, today? I, I what would I be doing without yeah. porn? That's uh, that's an oh, important question. Very attractive question. cashier. I don't know. I mean, she should be going to acting school, I guess. Hey, Ron, where did, is your name? Is that your real name, or did you middle, um, middle name? Oh, I see. Ron Jeremy's Jeremy. your uh, okay. Because some of these uh, some of these names just uh, dawn on me years after I've heard of them. Like I was just telling uh, Drew about uh, F M Bradley. And then I started thinking about Field Marshal Bradley, who's the same guy. And then I thought, uh, this guy was a general in World War II, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bradley uh, yes. fighting vehicle yes. is named after uh, Field Marshal Bradley. Yes. Don't ask me why some uh, nine-foot black guy in 1978 uh, picked up Field Marshal Bradley. Bradley was uh, English, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Montgomery. Must have, oh, Montgomery. <laughs> must have been watching. That was given to me. Uh, that's a nice name for her, Serenity. Yeah. Because she's very relaxing and she's very mellow. Right. That's a nice name. You can become one with me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in my dreams, I would. <laughs> Kim. Hi. You're 22. 22, yeah. This question's actually for Dr. Drew. Yeah, Kim. Um, I grew up with a mother who had um, multiple personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And recently I'm afraid that I'm seeing like disassociative behavior in my daughter. Is that possible? Like, I know that the actual divisions aren't possible, but I'm wondering if the tendencies can be can be passed, like skip my generation and end up. How old's your daughter? She's four. Um, huh, you're asking kind of a complex question uh, on one level. Another level, it's not so complex. Um, listen, an undeveloped uh, a child at that stage of, of development is basically sort of psychotic. Well, you that's have, what children are. Yeah, they have make-believe friends. Yeah, they see things. They, you have that at 22 reality. and someone drags you into the, the hospital. Exactly. So you're, you're seeing very, very sort of reminiscent symptoms that are normal developmental expressions that are for a four-year-old that freak you out because they were so traumatic when you saw them growing up when your well, mom was doing it. Things like um, when confronted with like um, the loss of a pet or um, a friend or recently a, a neighbor became very sick and had to be taken out by an ambulance, she'll take them in and she'll look upset for all of the... Uh, what might happen to your child because you lived around mental illness your whole life. Uh, she needs to be given an opportunity to express her feelings, but one of the things you need to avoid doing is intruding upon her. Anyways, don't bother dragging her to the shrink, because he'll give her a lump of clay and charge you 80 bucks. Well, that's the point. sit there, Kids, uh, make a snowman out of clay, you'll get 80 bucks, that's and right. uh, that's it. Kids don't tell you, they can't articulate their feelings. They may draw pictures, they may act it out in play. So you need to give her other opportunities to sort of work through these feelings. Then, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? What are you feeling? Are you, I noticed you didn't feel anything. They they will pull back even further if you come onto a child like that. So it's got to be. You just have to be available. A teacher, and Dr. Drew knows that. I know. In New York, uh, I used to teach retarded children, emotionally disturbed, I used to autistic children. 
I actually have a master's in special ed from Queens College. Yeah, R- Ron, what I... What a career switch. I <laughs> know uh, that you have some experience in uh, acting and some, and, and you're well-educated, and uh, I've picked these things up through watching you grow as a performer over the years. Like I said, the early days in uh, Taboo 2, the k- kid was wet behind his ears. But I see him later in, like, the Adams Family, and there's a seasoned veteran. This Ron has his own uh, own style. Ron does something with his penis. Ron does not uh, guide his penis in with his hand. He puts it in. He wills it in. He really does. He has, like, a, a telepathy he uses on this penis of his. I'll tell you something right now. You could take my dog and put it in between four or five other dogs. I probably wouldn't recognize it. You think Ron Jeremy's penis, uh, stick it through a hole in a piece of plywood with uh, 150 other penises. I walk right over and put the Ron Jeremy sticker on it. <laughs> I know Ron Jeremy's penis that well. This is seriously male bonding at its best. <laughs> you, you have a Ron uh, sort of section in your bunker, don't you? I feel yeah. bad. I've never seen Adam's penis. I feel terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take yours. Fold it over. There you got there mine. There you go. Knock a little off the width. All right, we're gonna talk to Fan Rock. Beautiful. You have five seconds. Love line with Adam Cole and Dr. Drew. Two. Back in a minute. One. This is Jenna Jameson of the adult film industry, and uh, Ron is uh, actually past legend and uh, gone back to um, hit himself in the ass with his own penis. So it's like past wind. Okay, that's just oh. <laughs> past legend. Ron, you were. Uh, you, I mean, Ron was working on film. Ron uh, was working when uh, the condoms came with drawstrings uh, back uh, in the day. Ron, you probably worked with. Uh, were you ever in any films with John Holmes? Yes, I was in about. I was four films with him. Yeah. Not that close, but yeah, we were in four films together. Oh yeah, that had to hurt a little bit. I don't mean I don't mean hurt physically, but I mean being you, alongside him. You're used oh, to he being dwarfed me. Yeah, you're used to being a sort of a uh, big man on the campus. Guy, yeah, and uh, yeah, he had he certainly had me beaten. Oh yeah. No, you know, because also you know I I also consulted the film Boogie Nights. You know, I was on the credits for that. Oh yeah, was, uh, and again it was not again not really his life story, but it had some similarities to his life. I thought that was a great movie, yeah. and I didn't see every movie that was nominated. I didn't see L.A. Confidential, which uh, a lot of people like, but I saw all the other nominated movies, and uh, I thought Boogie Nights was uh, the best out it's of the great bunch. Film. Very talented director. Yeah, they came on. They they came, they came on a lot of my sets. The director, the cast. That was part of my consulting job. Was they? I took them to award shows. The entire cast came to sets that I created. Really? At the Graham, Julian Moore, everybody. And, and it was great. And uh Burt Reynolds never did, but everyone else did. Mark Wahlberg did. And, Bastard. And no, uh, I guess he he assumed that he probably knew what he needed to know to be a film director. Yeah, Burt's probably been doing his research for uh, quite a number of years, and probably could have given Ron a uh, tip or two. Uh, There's a surprise film coming out this summer by the guys who do the TV show South Park, mm-hmm. which is called Orgasmo, also about the adult film business and very comical. It's going to be a big theatrical release with October Films coming out August, September. Well, I was really uh, surprised uh, at the success of the film because, uh, as I've said on the show before, I think we had uh, Heather Graham on the show. Uh, must have been a, a year, year ago. ago. Yeah. Maybe more than a year. I, I wish she, I oh, she's, she's great, but uh, I'm an a-hole because uh, I said she was plugging some movie that she was currently in. And I said, uh, well, what do you got coming up? And she said, nah, I'm not doing too much. I said, well, what, what projects uh, you got lined up? Well, I'm working on something now called uh, Boogie Nights. I said, uh, 
What's uh, that? Oh, it's uh, it's about the porn industry in the 70s. Uh-huh. And uh, who's in that? Uh, Burt Reynolds and uh, Marky Mark. Uh, okay. And uh, what part? Yeah, I wear roller what, skates all the time. What part do you play? I play roller girl. I yeah. wear roller skates. Okay, listen, honey. I got to talk to your management. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is going straight to video. Please. Uh, you're on roller skates. You got... But Marky Mark and Burt Reynolds, I a year ago, it sounded like, the, like you're writing a comedy sketch, and here's the two guys you're going to put in the cast next to you. So I did nothing but uh, chastise and say it was going straight to video and tell her she had to drop her, her management. Behind it. New line put a lot behind it. And and uh, Paul and Thomas Anderson, you know, is a very talented director. He got he got grants from the Sundance Institute for his first film, which was called Sydney, Heart Eight. Then changed to Heart Eight. Oh yeah. right. But he was a talented guy from the very beginning. Yeah. And they put a lot behind him. He wrote the script as well. Heart Eight and a Half could be your uh, the Ron Jeremy story. Yeah, you're being too unfair. That's what called mine and half. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you? Nine. Nine and three quarters. Oh, that's good. But who's I'm being so specific. Who's counting? I'm being so specific. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, okay. I'm four and fifteen sixteenths. All right, uh, Drew. Yeah. What are you weighing in at, buddy? Drew's a science, man of science. He does not measure it with a uh, yardstick. So he'll say two from the floor. <laughs> he does the uh, water displacement test, and he, so we need a beaker in here. Uh, Jeff. Hey guys, what's up? You're 26. Yeah. Uh, got a question for Drew, but first of all, Ron, uh, I got to tell you, when when I was in college, and my fraternity brothers and I were sometimes we'd have a pathetic night here and there just feeling sorry for ourselves we'd always pop in either one of your tapes or peter north and of course you started with him in several glad we can make you feel better so yeah and, it's a and pathetic then, evening we, we, <laughs> that's funny good i'll tell you though we would crack up i mean you're you're like the average guy's hero in porn and that's what's so great <laughs> about you you always inject humor um and we felt like hey if he can get these women He's every man. Why not? Nice thought. Of course, they're getting paid, but don't bother saying that. <laughs> this is like leave that out of the conversation. Compliment. That's a compliment. And I remember one one video in particular. You you had a money shot, and then you said, "Hey, look, honey, here's some mayonnaise for your sandwich." <laughs> man, that we uh -huh. just died at that. Let me tell you something. It was that, funnier then, guys. It was that, funnier that then. That was not in the script either. I'm Dr. sure Drew he just hurled his line. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> no, watching uh, Ron do a, a porn movie is like uh, going to a Major League Baseball game and seeing a guy out in center field with a cut-off sweatshirt and a beer. <laughs> and you you're are going, killing me. Yeah, but you go. He's either sugar-coated insults or who knows. No, I just mean you go, <laughs> man, yeah, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there <laughs> All right. One of those, Ron is one of those few guys who... Can, he doesn't have to take himself seriously in front of the camera, and you know that's what's great about him. And of course, Peter North is like the hardest working man in porn. I mean, he's just—he's he's known for his uh, money shot. Yes, oh, yeah. we call him the decorator. We call him right. So anyway, my question for Drew is: Yeah, Drew, I'm 26 years old. Pretty much my whole life, even like before puberty, I've always had a problem with really sweaty palms. I mean, I'm talking water faucets at certain times. Is that the only place you sweat? You know, I'm I mean, really not so, that a sweaty guy other okay. than that. And uh, Some people are just that way. Adam has the same problem from his forehead. Yeah, <laughs> strange. That's, that's a that's, much bigger curse. And that is the truth. I got um, a friend like that. And, and, and understandably, uh, this is pretty difficult in some social they, I have seen, I've heard of people going as far as having sympathectomies, meaning sort of a nerve block uh, in, the, about, in and around the armpit to try what to is prevent that, this. Uh, is that a, sort of an electroshock therapy? Mm, it's a no, they cut nerves and Yeah, stuff. they cut nerves, basically. Okay, all right. Uh, or they inject something into the nerves. Apparently. I understand, Drew, that there may be a topical... Yeah, there's something called Xerac, and uh, it's uh, good. It works okay. Okay. And is you get it from a dermatologist. It it's a, a cream. 
Okay. No, it's not a cream. It's a like it's a liquid. Like a, yeah, like a lotion. Like a no, lotion. it's not like a lotion. I've had this stuff. Yeah, I've ordered it for you. Better you better not use that for your. I know, but I put it on my effing forehead, you jackhole. I, but I've ordered it for you. All right, you, but I'm good. telling him what the consistency of it is. Right, right. What is it? It's like rubbing alcohol. It, it smells a little like alcohol. It's a, uh, I don't call that an ointment. It's a lotion. Yeah. What? No, it's not a lotion. Lotion has a little viscosity to it. It's a, it's a yeah. So shut your mic off. We're getting a, a goddamn uh, lotion argument here. <laughs> you know, I used to keep a picture of my palm in my wallet. <laughs> so <laughs> sweaty so or not? The, what's the duration of of the effect of the cream? I mean, uh, how long is it going to last me? I I can't recall, but it's basically you 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 just dab it on at night before you go to bed, and uh, two days later uh, you don't notice it anymore. And that's about it. Okay, so like, if I have to go to a social function, I put it on the the day before or something, or what? Yeah, put it on the night before. But you you can just use it for a week, and then it'll it'll stop. Okay, so what, does it does it um, does the blood level of the medication? All right, listen, we're done with you, Jeff. All right, all sweaty right. palms. Won't for that go away when you get older? Seriously, when you when your skin dries up a little bit? No. I can't answer any of this. No, I'll answer it, Ron. Um, <laughs> now, in, in my sweaty brows, what kept me out of the porn industry, I'm uh, I'm convinced of that. It's very hot on these porn sets. I went to one one time in North Hollywood. It was uh, the uh, dog days of summer. There's never any ventilation. They have uh, all these lights going, and you're humping. You know, Eskimos sweat when they're humping. Imagine you in North Hollywood with a couple of lights uh, strapped to your ass. Oh, I couldn't uh, couldn't imagine. Ron, you're not a big sweater in the porn business. No, sometimes it depends. You know, if, if I find if I eat, if I have a meal before I do a movie, I'll sweat more. I figured as you get older, don't your skin dries up a little bit. I mean, yeah. that goes for I mean, it's foreheads, palms. Uh, turn, uh, turn, uh, Mike, turn Drew's mic back on for a second, would you? Uh, potentially, but usually much older. Much older. Ah. Hey, Ron, uh, or, or Serenity, oh, and anyone ever break wind during the uh, lovemaking uh, on a porn film? It always kills me of certain companies, especially that do scenes in the back door. They'll have Mexican food on the set. That kills oh, me because they're just, they're just asking for it. Yeah, any refried movie, beans and prune Danish. This is really this little this, <laughs> this, this, this is the crowning moment for Adam. Uh, porn and fart humor. And that's it. That's what his life Adam, is about. Adam, it has happened. Yes, Adam, yes. It has. <laughs> Go ahead, Adam. Just enjoy yourself. It's like but a, a, a like, harmonic it, convergence it's going like, on It's like here. you're in an elevator. It's like everywhere else in real life. Everyone just denies that they did it. You know, like he who smelt it dealt it, and you know that's how it works. Yeah, he I who denied it supplied it. Uh, they yeah. will uh, blame the guy. I'm guessing. We'll blame someone on the crew. They'll blame anyone they want. You know, Alan. Yes. You're 21. Yes. What's going on? Um, well, I've been in this um, relationship with a woman for almost a year, better part, um, second year in college, and basically lived with her, you know, slept in the same bed and whatnot for a year, and we've broken up now, and, you know, it's kind of a difficult thing, of course, and now I've noticed that, like, I'm dreaming once again. I, I like, wake up with dreams and really creative and i'm wondering if that's normal or i'm not sure i understand what you're asking us are like, you having no dreams while i was living with this girl you I had no dreams you're right had no dreams or not that it, you know, woman i'll kill wonder, your spirit that way no, uh, i just man wonder dream. if it was the sleep hygiene was altered by having somebody else in the room with you you're right. used to sleeping alone and maybe she jumped around or whatever you just were anxious about having somebody there and uh, it made you have uh, less RAM or restorative sleep, and that could make you dream less. Okay. Uh, are there anything else going on in your life? 
You're on um, medications? Are you sleeping more? Or are you sleeping less than? No, I noticed I slept more. Are you working out more? Is there anything else that could be changing um, your sleep pattern? No, nothing really changed. No medication. Real serious relationship with a girl. Um, you know, and the whole college scene, which is a little bit different. Are you drinking or doing drugs or anything like that? No, no. All right, so it's something about your sleep right. function. Yeah, sleep and sleep has a whole physiology to it, just like. You have, you, have, you have a pulmonary physiology and a cardiac physiology. You have a sleep physiology, too. And it can be altered by all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, Ron. People who have trouble sleeping yeah. can go Friday night to the Erotica LA. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so from 5 to 11 at night. <laughs> Ron, you don't, do you masturbate, Ron? Uh, you know, it's a funny question because actually it's been a, a while. Cause yeah, I would. When you're in the business, as, right. as corny as this sounds, you kind of want to save it. And no, because you'll, you'll be a weaker performer if you, if you have a shoot later in the week. I mean, the more you hold back, the better your performance you Absolutely. Make. That's why um, I like to, like, I do the same with comedy. I like to save my jokes up until the week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's good enough. It's only been a week. <laughs> Shut up, girl. Shut That's your right. mic I off again. I need to do it daily. No, but you, you, you whack off and you look into the tube sock when you're done. You go, I have 300 bucks. <laughs> Jesus. I could have used that. I could have saved that. If I, ha- if I have, let's say, no work for maybe a week <clears> or two, maybe I would. Have yeah. you, uh, in, in, in the last 15 years, uh, can you count on one hand the number of times you haven't made a porn film in a week? I mean, a week oh, has yeah. gone by without well, doing it. I, I went to, if I go to Europe for a regular movie, or I do regular, I've worked on some regular features, then there's no <coughs> porn for a while, sure. You were in, um, what were you in, and uh, what what regular uh, I features? I did a film for Frankenheimer recently, uh, the Robert De Niro film. I have a little cameo in the film Ronin. Really? And I worked in France in a film called Mr. Stitch for Roger Avery. I was there for a few days. Well, you know, I've had a lot of cameos. But you, uh, throughout your whole career, you've sort of uh, popped up a little bit in uh, legitimate uh, You've film. seen some? Yeah. Yeah, I've done a bunch. On HBO, you see me a lot. Uh, major roles in the B-movies and some small roles in the big films. And I got a couple good ones coming out this summer. But uh, I guess maybe a couple of weeks might have gone by without doing an adult movie. Mm, yeah, same with Drew. All right, we'll go to break, and uh, we'll come back and uh, talk uh, a little more porn. Loveline, be right back in a minute. Hi, this is Tracy Lords, and you're listening to Love Line. Oh, yes, you are. Phone number for Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Tyra Banks, uh, Drew's new bitch, will be in here on Thursday. She does like Drew. She has the hots for Drew. And I will get it out of her. If I have to strip her down naked and hang her upside down and and, and beat her with a uh, a switch. Okay. Serenity and uh, Ron Jeremy are here tonight uh, representing the uh, adult uh, film industry. We're having an interesting discussion off the air about uh, the sort of mandated condom use that is going to come into uh, the porn industry. As of two days ago. The major companies, Vivid VCA, of course, Wicked Pictures, which is right here with Serenity, um, and um, Video Team and Metro have all decided to go rubbers only. Some distributors are going to go rubbers only. And so the face of porn in America is going to be changed a little bit as of a few days ago. I think it's a, a fine message. And, you know, just That's the purpose to set an example. And believe me, believe me, they, they still pull the rubber off and uh, whack off on the girl's head. So it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not. Well, they're going to they're gonna end off the same way, but not necessarily in the face of the eye. I mean, 
the side of the face, not the eyes of the mouth. I mean, they're going to be as safe. Oh, as they're not as working. Oh, I see. Yeah, you'll see some changes. That's I mean, interesting. The nastiest films. That means my films are going to be worth more. Well, they may, they may <laughs> in years to come, of, maybe some sales of catalog. Who knows? Ron, I have never. Uh, I'm not uh, trying to uh, trip you up here, but I've never seen your penis with anything on it other than a vagina. No, I have. I have one a rubber a couple of times. You have. Depends on the actress I'm working with. Well, you've, you've made a thousand films, and I've probably only seen nine hundred. So I, I really <laughs> I, can't account. And I wore a rubber in about a hundred movies. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a hundred. God, I have a sixth sense for when uh, Ron's uh, got the sheath on. <laughs> but uh, like they're going to be selling all kinds of rubbers at Erotica LA. Which is happening at the convention center this week. I was about to, <laughs> Drew was about to bring that up. It's a boot, they have boutiques there. Okay, go ahead. Well, there's some, there's some stars like, uh, Serenity and mm -hmm. I think, uh, Tiffany Towers, uh, possibly, who, uh, just work with, uh, condoms. A, lo a lot of the, well, the wicked girls, uh, the vivid girls, a lot of them wanted rubbers. Right. Some of the, some of the, uh, the big chested women did, like Tiffany Towers did, Lisa Lips did for a while, Wendy Whoppers did for a while. You know, breaks you know, my heart when the big chested ones go to the condoms. I always did though. Serenity always had a rubber policy. Well, it yeah. just, uh, I'll tell you, it just puts that much more pressure on the guys because, uh, first off, not only do they have to get it up in front of uh, 15 guys wearing cutoffs, and I don't know why all uh, tech and grip and, and, and guys with duct tape on a porn set uh, wear cutoffs. There's some sort of mandate where they have to wear cutoff jeans. They're going to wear condoms too, by the way. But <laughs> they all have to wear condoms first, also. First off, you have to get an erection in front of a bunch of guys from uh, Chatsworth, A number one. Uh, B number two, you gotta uh, light up your ass and, uh, some guy smoking next to you and eating, uh, polishing off a six foot sub. You still have to have Mexican erection. Oh, now, to? now you gotta put the, uh, condom on, which, so? which for some guys, I'm gonna get a lot more work. A I, I like them. I have no problem with them, but yeah, it's hard for some guys, but look, everyone knows you have to be professional. There's no guy in the business who's gonna say, oh, I can't do it. If he has to do it, he's gonna have to do it. If but he can't do it, it's goodbye. What I'm leading up to is then during the crucial moment, you have to slide the thing on and, um, you know, have your money shot. It is like, um, I think there was a baseball player who only had one arm, and he used to have to, he was in the majors. He'd have to catch the ball with the with the mitt hand and use that same hand to throw. And so he had this technique where he caught the ball, he slung the mitt under his uh, armpit of the, the arm that didn't work very well, grabbed the ball and threw it, and it was all in, in a heartbeat. See? No problem. But this See, is what all, you're going to have to do with We condom. are all athletes. We're all pros. Not every company is going to go with rubbers. But I'm saying the, the, a lot of the major ones will. And but the this is, the, this is the beginning of, uh, we're of also a tested too. We're also tested. And we're also getting serious tests now. We're getting the DNA tests, not just the Eliza's. I mean, we're getting serious tests every how, month. How do you get in, uh, not that I necessarily want to encourage our listeners to, uh, get into the industry, but how does one get in? What do you have Serenity to show up with? Serenity gives you a, a scream test. <laughs> <laughs> You can personally send me a video. <laughs> do you do you have to show up with uh, uh, proof of age? Um, yes, a couple double. IDs. They could check up on that. They may check, you know, to make sure the IDs are accurate. Right. And uh, you basically go PCR get your photograph test. taken. At their their basic agents are World Modeling, Pretty Girl International, uh, and Star World. Mm -hmm. And beautiful models incorporated. Those but, are basically. But you can agents. go to the companies directly. Oh, the company, too. You can go to Wicked Pictures directly. Mm -hmm. You show up with ID. And then you, uh. Get a photograph taken of yourself. Right. If you're a single guy, you really are, not, are gonna have a lot of trouble getting Gotta bring a girl. You should really bring a girl, cause new faces and women are always in demand. New faces and guys can almost be a diamond. Well, look person. at you. I mean, you got you and, uh, you know, uh, Tom Byron, uh, banging away. The man has the world's <laughs> biggest calves, is, uh, Tom Byron. He's built he like does. a schoolboy. But he's these big bowling balls for calves. You study Amazing guys' calves a lot when you watch a lot of porn. That's the main part. Uh, you see, most porn stars have uh, big forearms, too, because they constantly have to support their entire body weight 
with uh, using nothing but their forms. But <laughs> when you true. got a couple of uh, guys, I mean, w there's a little bit of turnover with women. And women stay in for a few yeah, years and get out of it. Right. You Who's on the box cover? The woman. Who's on the flyer? She is, not the guys are in the movie, because the girl's the fantasy. A man is a fantasy if it's a game <clears throat> movie. Right, okay. but you guys stay but, but, in but the, but and you never is, get out, so there's no room. Well, we've always said something about pornography that it's all created for men, virtually. I mean, it's, that's the argument, argue, the the audience. Well, because women basically it's gay, it's gay porn time. for men or it's heterosexual porn for men. Some women like it, but the fact is, I agree. But with the you. audience it's a male is fantasy, male. Yeah. mostly. Right. And, and, and girls who look at porn often look at the women. You know, if they want to see men, they might want to look at a soft core, maybe a Chippendales dance. Uh, video where they look at Robert Redford, Paul Newman, Mel Gibson. I mean, women like the more subtleties in life. I find they like they like seeing a bulge in a bathing suit rather than seeing the actual naked. Right. Whereas men like things basic. You see. So I think the women are just they, they like their sex a little more subtle. By by a rule. Not there are exceptions, but by rule. That's what I find. You ever had anyone refuse to work with you, Ron? It can happen if they want a younger. Does guy. it happen? If they want a younger, you know, muscular guy. Oh, please, and, you know, you're a legend. It's like um. I hate when it happens, but it could happen. It's like um, <laughs> I'd have sex with um, Madeline Albright, just just to say I did it. You know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah, yeah. Although you know, once a, there used to be this one named uh, Medina in the in the porn industry, not the not your young nubile uh, serenity type. I saw Ron with her. Ron didn't have a, a happy look on his face, but uh, what the hell? The man is a professional. And he's a trooper. Getting paid. <laughs> you know Medina, right? Yeah. 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 Actually, I do remember her. That's not not serenity. No, no, no. I remember no, what you're talking no. about. Yeah. Right. Medina's more like uh, Ron with uh, breasts. Michael. Oh, man. Well, there's nothing wrong Listen, with that. All these, all these attractive girls that I have done scene, scenes with, they're going to be, guess where? <laughs> at the Erotica <laughs> yeah, LA the this Erotica weekend LA. at the convention center. <laughs> Not Medina. Michael. Yeah. What's going on? How's it going? Good. What can we do for you? Um, yeah, I have a question for Ron. Huh? Yeah, um, my mom dated you in high school. What was that? Was I in high school too? Yes, you were. Then it's from the East Coast, correct? Yeah, you went to Cardoza High. You're exactly right. And when she told me about this, she became my new hero. She's your mom. <laughs> she became my new hero. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to die. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the valley. What is your mom's name? My mom's name used to be Lauren. What was it? Yeah. What was it? Was Lauren. Again? Wow, that is very very familiar. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Could be you. You knew her. I don't think we ever had Nookie, did we? I do not know. Son, do you look like me at all? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, actually, I, I don't, because in those days, was I a senior, junior? I, I don't really know. I think you were a junior, yeah. I didn't have sex yet. <laughs> ah. I don't think I actually, yeah. We were just playing around, doing like, you know, soft car, bumping, grinding, you know. Oh, that, that's nice to hear. Yeah. That's his mom. Great. That's a real hallmark moment between a son and his mother. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, uh, porn star Ron Jerry? He yeah. respects her for it. Blew him in high school. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, you're my hero, Listen, huh? Uh, that's great. Hope you guys make it to Erotica at Legs so you can come say hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, John. Michael. Right. You don't have any questions. That's your mom okay? Nice talking to you. Say hi to mom. Oh, I what will. Is, she, how's she doing? Oh, she's doing great. For a living, what's she doing? Uh, she's a teacher. Fantastic. That's yeah, right. I, I got a degree in that, too. You, look where we be. Where did she, <laughs> where did she, where did she go to college? She went to Cardoza. No, college. Oh, um, um, I... Don't know. Because I went to I went to Cardoza, then I went to Queens College. Yeah, for six years. Queens, I think too. Got my BA in, in education and theater there. That's great. Yeah, because well, a I big I hello for me. Hey, uh, Michael. Yeah. Is your mom around? Yeah. Oh, we'll put her on the phone for Christ's uh -oh. sake. Uh oh. Let's have a little love line uh, oh, we're reunion. In we're in here. trouble now. Uh -oh. She's she's too embarrassed. She doesn't want to. Ask her. Was she in the thing? Did she do like those uh, those high school plays? 
No, no, no. She, I don't, I don't really know it. I don't know those. Does she know who else was in that uh, high school class? You know uh, the guy Reginald Bell Johnson, who plays the cop on that TV show. The cop who the, played on the TV. Show. The, you know, the, the, the show, the the Manichek? the the black the black family with Urkel. Oh yeah, yeah, the, 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 the big the big husky He's also in Die Hard. Yeah, right. He and him went. We went to Cardozo and did all the plays in this. Yeah, school. that's what that's what that's what she said. Hey, Michael, yeah. hold on a second. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. You, you there? Yeah. We're gonna go to break. Uh huh. You are going to uh, give your mom a uh, shot of Jägermeister, <laughs> and when we come back, we're gonna speak to her. <laughs> we have a little reunion with Ron. She has nothing to be ashamed of. She's uh, uh, was not a, uh, a victim of his uh, enormous penis. No. All right. So just uh, just hang on. Okay. All right. Now, Ron. I mean, uh, sorry, Michael. Yeah. Your job is to coax her onto the phone in the next uh, four and a half minutes. Okay. Well, do you think this I is can a hallmark moment? Yeah. I, I think you can do it. Answer. Tell her you'll never be the same emotionally. And even Dad can listen. In. It's all harmless. All right. Uh, we'll go to break. We'll be back uh, with a uh, beautiful love line moment. Love Line, Adam and Dr. Drew. Phone number is 1-800-LOVE-191. We'll be right back. I've K-Rock. Hey, it's Love Line. Phone number, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Forget about the fax number. Serenity and Ron Jeremy are here representing the uh, adult film industry. We are going to go to our top of the hour, 10-second break, and uh, then we will be back with um, Michael's mom, who um, is the only woman in the world who hasn't had sex with Ron outside of his uh, own family. <laughs> we'll be back in 10. This is Love Line on Radio Station. You guys already did a rap sample of Freak of the Week with DJ Polo and Ice T. What, what did you're, were you rapping on, on it? You're on the air. You go ahead and talk. <laughs> it's all right. He sounds the same. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a headphone, right? Okay. Ron, 10 second break, please. <laughs> you're a theater major. You understand what, what 10 seconds yeah, is. Exactly right. All right. So uh, we're back. We're back with uh, Serenity and uh, Ron Jeremy. Ron, of course, a uh, legend of the adult uh, industry. And uh, Serenity, uh, fast becoming one. Five years uh, in the business and uh, none the worse for wear. By the way, uh, it does. I uh, hope not. I'm well, still young. Still. She's a very talented dancer. By the way, she's an not incredible. She's probably the best dancer in the business. Right. Thank you, Ron. But you got to so get naked, or no one's going to pay Weren't you, right? Trained in ballet no, or something. No. I I can get paid without getting naked. Really? Were you a trained dancer? Yeah, I was not a ballerina before I started into this occupation. Oh, and she's built like one. Oh, me. your parents had such plans for you. No, they didn't want me to be a ballerina. They didn't. No, no. no. Ever have a, ever have an eating disorder? Little bit. Uh, well, a disorder would be if it didn't work with you, right? So no, I mm. had a fine eating habit. Drew, <laughs> I just didn't eat. Drew's theory is anyone who's uh, in a ballerina uh, was a ballerina for more than five minutes had an eating disorder. Mm, anyone whose well, parents pushed on before the age of five. Well, well, we were just very thin. You had to be. You have to be thin to move. Was it before five? Or they were ballerina studying later? I on? I put myself into it though. Then oh. she was over five. You put yourself no, into ballet. No, I was. Five. I just turned five. I took a class at the elementary school. I wanted to do it. My parents didn't want me. Army, army brat and then ballet from 13 on. I was mm. traveling for ballet. Ron, you, how old were you when you got into the business? 25. Oh, oh so. Yeah. Well, um, actually, maybe 24. 25. How did you get into the business? I did a lot of theater in New York. I did Playgirl in 1978, October. Then a director named Joe asked me to be in an adult movie. I said no at first, did more theater. Then I agreed. 
Right, would you, you get horny and hungry? I, I saw that, no, the, as, as corny as this sounds, a lot of directors who were doing adult were doing regular films back then. Mm -hmm. And it was Chuck Vincent who put me into the Screen Actors Guild by putting me in a film with Chris Lemon, Jack Lemon's son. So I was kind of hoping to do regular and adult side by side. You know, and so I was always hoping that, you know, one thing could lead to another. Right. Uh, he has a little bit. 20 years later, he's done uh, 1,500 adult films and four <laughs> regular films. 28 but, regular films. All right, I'm sorry. Three HBO specials and two soaps. All right. However... Still done 1,500 adult films. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that is amazing. Man, this uh, man's penis has never seen the light of day. I'll tell you what. And, and uh, God bless you, Ron. Uh, I'm, Ron is a... What happened to her? She is now a housewife living in the Midwest. Oh, that's even that fuels my fantasy even more. <laughs> was this one of her first films? Yeah, uh, she, that didn't, she didn't do that many movies. She did a couple of like what they call loops, a, a little peep show stuff. Mm -hmm. I think for uh, for the collectors' videos. Oh, movies. Ron, watching uh, I'll tell you, watching Ron have uh, sex with this Bambi. This Bambi was five uh, one. Uh, 105 pounds. Uh, don't stop me, Ron. I, 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 even though you, you had sex with her, I remember her very well. Very, very petite girl and, uh, completely unblemished. I mean, uh, just looked like, uh, she just, uh, somebody created her in the lab. And to, to have, uh, to see Ron, uh, have sex with her was, uh, Oh, it, it, was, ago, it was like taking a Snow White uh, Malamute oh, no. uh, puppy and having it roll in motor oil. Oh no! Oh, I knew that was going. <laughs> but it was Listen, still. I, it but was it was fifteen that. years ago. I was a little more in shape. No, you didn't look bad. It was just uh, that big penis of yours and uh, and uh, the, <laughs> oh, that's the, the, the nappy okay. hair and the hair on the ass uh, all over this uh, beautiful, pristine woman there. I, I shaved back in those days. It's quite a contrast. <laughs> all right. Um, where, where the hell were we? We're speaking to uh, Michael last time. Michael? No, it's Michael's mother. Oh, that's he, perfect. Oh, he, he gave you Jägermeister and you got on the phone. They convinced me to get on the phone because they said they wouldn't use my name. All right. Because so, I'm a respectable person. Did we ever... So back in those days, I would kiss a lot. Did we ever kiss? We kissed, yes. We yes, did we, kiss. You wore braces. <laughs> I was Ali Hackam. <laughs> this is killing me. We were in Junior Singh. Yeah, were you in Singh too? Uh-huh. So my brother was junior? the president of the high school, you know. Who? My brother Larry was the uh, GO president. I remember Larry. After after me. Were you in my grade or his grade? I was in your grade. We went to school together. No, I left half the year early to escape the draft. So did I. Well, I didn't have to escape the draft. You graduated in January? Uh-huh. You had Mr. Singer in English? Yep. You doubled up on your gym courses and English courses? You got it. How wow. Many, I, why'd you do that? Because I don't know. If you needed to be in high school. How many, how many I had to get to college because you don't get a tour to Fermont if you're still in high school. That's right. But so we, I avoided going to Vietnam because of that. You were working at Cunningham Park. Oh, my God. I was a counselor there. I was selling ice cream. You're oh killing me here. She knows. She knows everything. Right. We went out a couple of times and then... Um, we probably got pizza and soda. That's what I did in those days. And then you got mono. <laughs> you, I got mononucleosis? You ain't eating tofu yeah, and sprouts now, Ron. <laughs> was it going around the school? I don't, so I don't know. You called me and said, I have some news for you. I have mono. Did I you have it too? Went, we never went out after that. Did we ever kiss? <laughs> yes, we did. And you escaped mono. I escaped mono. I guess we didn't kiss that hard. Did, did you ever do anything nasty? Never. Ron, no. Had I known. <laughs> Did you actually Darn. have mono, or is that just your your line? I'm not sure if I. I mean, uh, it was going around like it was but like Ron, a flu mono. Was that just an excuse you used to use? <laughs> no. Oh come on! I wouldn't have lied about a thing like that. No, right. I guess it was going around. Some people had mono, and you wouldn't forget the, having had mono. You, you'd remember mono. Yeah, yeah. You kicked <laughs> your. Believe me. It might have been a bad cold. I might have thought it was mono. Uh, and then my and then my son discovered you. I don't know how, <laughs> and he thought it was really cool because I knew you in high school. I'm gonna tell how did my that come up. Wow. How, did, how did that come up? How do you broach that with well, your son? A song, a song, and they used your name. That's we, the blind. So 
okay. song called right. Hornier Than Ron Jeremy. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I said, right. I knew, but I knew you when you weren't Ron Jeremy. You were right, you had right. a different name. Right, well, it's my middle name. Right, right. And, um... Uh, and I mentioned, and he's, you know, he's 16, and he just what, thought it was the coolest thing that I knew you and that I actually went out with you. <laughs> That's funny. Huh? Where did he go? Was pizza? What? Movie, pizza, bowling? Yeah, we went bowling. That's what we did in those days. Uh-huh, pizza, bowling. I was 16 or 17, right? We were about that age, uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. And, and, and then, okay... Uh, go ahead a couple of years. I'm married. I have a baby. I'm sitting home one Saturday night watching uh -oh. this this movie, and and I like started screaming because there you were, and he was thin. Oh know? yes, yes, but the, the, the penis was the same size. I uh, don't know. Yeah, your husband never believed that for a second. Um, well, listen, it's very nice. It's very nice talking to you again. This is great. Uh, she went to the Memory senior lane. prom with Frank James. It uh, turns out too. It's a little inside porn <laughs> That's humor great. there. That's great stuff. And that was, that was nice. That was a nice trip down memory lane. Where is uh, yeah. Frank James, by the way? Now here's he, another. He he married a girl oh, in business. Oh please! And uh, I think guy. he he's working in some business up north. I mean, he he kind of left. He left the business. Is he using his penis? Is he was pretty hung? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Here's a guy. If he uh, was Indian, he was full. I think he was full American Indian, and he couldn't drink. Every time he'd drink, he'd get crazy. Yeah. Oh, and let me tell you. I used to make jokes. I'm the saying, guy, you're not supposed to drink, I think, you know, if you believe those movies. Not only was the guy big, but he was uh, hung like a like a black rhino, this guy. And he's not the kind of guy you'd want to uh, down a little fire water and then come after you. Because, uh, he's he, a tough guy. Yeah, he was big. He was scary. It was the old days of porn when guys were uh, big and sweaty. Names like uh, Frank James. Mark. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Trinity, happy Pesach. Did I know you when I was in high school? <laughs> no. Okay. You went to Hebrew camp with uh, Ron and yeah. uh, the yeshiva? Uh, 68? Well, it was a Hebrew porn camp, actually. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, he blew. Okay, fine. Oh, that was, uh, wait a minute. I got some Hebrew uh, porn titles I came up with once. Um, uh, what the hell were those? Uh, got to write Oh, uh, Shalod. Uh, Shalod. Rabbi Sexuals. Uh, 40 years in the desert, 10 minutes in your ass. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is... Dizzy and Chaz's house a few times. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, sure, they're in the business, yeah. Yeah, you remember Chaz. Of from, course, like, they're World both... Modeling the... Agency. Yeah, of course. Uh, Dizzy is still working out for yeah, a video, video team. team. Yeah, oh. I still see him all the time. We were in some bands together way back when. What was the band called? Um, we used to be in, uh... uh oh, God, what was it? Well, we'll get you and your friends... Been good. And if you guys are free over the weekend, where should they go now, Serenity? <laughs> Would that be Erotica LA? Right, which will be at the convention center here in Los Angeles. The Pico exit on the 110 and the 10. Come on down. Yeah, I'll be with the Seymour Butts that. booth. We're going to hit it up. She'll be with Wicked. I'll be at the Wicked booth. You got a question, uh, Mark? Um, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, we're in a, at a party with Sierra and a hot tub and Chaz. And yeah, it got pretty wild. Anyway, hey, Adam. Yeah. What Whoa, you? what'd you do? Uh... Yeah. Don't was, make uh, Mark talk any morning. Was it an orgy? Um, it was getting a little out of hand, yeah. Well, it was in the hot tub. It was clean. What's, what's your question, uh, Mark? Well, I want to tell you, remember that question you had about where what a lid meant? <laughs> right. A lid came from when they sold pot out of a coffee can, and a lid was the amount that fit on the lid. I've I've heard 30 different stories now <laughs> to what a lid is. Maybe Ron remembers. So the Ron was an East Coast guy, and I think that may have been more of a West Coast thing. But remember when marijuana used to be sold, the guys would buy a lid? I've heard that. 
But I'm trying to figure out what this, how much a lid was, and I can't quantify it. And uh, you know, Mark is uh, smoked a lid or two because he doesn't remember what band he was in. <laughs> That's a bad sign. I, I space a lot of things. There's guys I went to high school with, I wouldn't recognize today. But I, I, I I've never been in a band. But I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I would remember the effing name Look, if I'll, I were in a band. I'll remember Sublime for as long as I live. If it weren't for them, Lanowitz would have known to call me on the telephone just now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's that, uh, what's the name of that song? I'm hornier than Run Jeremy. See, I produced the, the first video for a song called Date Rape, which was number one on K-Rock. Mm. Right. And then I, then, uh, we became friends, me and uh, the lead singer who passed away, Bradley. By the and way, then, we... Uh, they, they did that song. We dedicated that little piece of that song to me. We always use that song, uh, Date Rape, uh, uh, during the, uh, for the morning show, whenever we were arguing with, uh, about content with the, uh, program director, we always would go, funny. you are playing a song called Date Rape right now, and I can't fart into the microphone? Please! I was actually in the video, too, as the judge and the guy behind bars. I have, yeah. uh, I have not, I've heard that song a thousand times, and, uh, I, and it's a funny song, because it tells a story. Songs you have on the album, better than that, but he said, look, it's number one on K-Rock, we want this to be the song so you know i helped produce it along with my roommate bobby gallagher and and uh, there you have it <sighs> great right. bunch of guys great music too ron when are you going to retire from the uh, adult film in industry when i wake up in the morning and find my penis under the pillow i guess it'll be time to quit it'll be like um the godfather or i'll be jogging and hear this noise uh-oh <laughs> you know no i don't know I, I haven't really thought about it if the mainstream picks up more and i get more work in the regular films i guess but until then yeah, no plan i don't I, I work now probably more and some of the regular stuff an adult, you know, between the internet and going on the road, and I make appearances at clubs around the country. Right. And uh, so I don't, I don't work a tremendous amount, but you know, I, I eventually I retire if I feel that if it stops working. I was just thinking, <laughs> I was just thinking about something, which is, first off, um, every uh, Ron has been captured uh, on video for uh, probably uh, ten hours a week for the last uh, uh, twenty years, and uh, everybody, or just about everybody has a uh, Ron Jeremy tape floating around somewhere in their house, uh, hidden between the mattress and the box ring. And just about every video store across this country probably has uh, 25 uh, Ron, uh, movies with Ron Jeremy in it. And one day, uh, long after you're gone, uh, people are going to be watching you hump. You know what I mean? I mean, it's one thing. Every it's a very comforting feeling. I don't have children, but I have that. <laughs> every once in a while, I sit back and think about someone like, you know, just some uh, famous, you know, James Dean. And we, we see James Dean when he was in his uh, early 20s or late teens uh, making movies. And I think, geez, that's kind of weird because the guy's been dead for 30 years. And we're still watching him uh, 40 years doing the, this thing. But, Ron, we're going to watch you hump 200 years after you're dead. I hope. Taboo 2 is going to be on a laser disc. And I we'll hope. be watching your uh, hairy ass. And if you're not watching my hairy ass, you can go to the adult store and get my mold. Because they have that in stores, oh, that too, right now. right. Have you seen Jesus, that? Jesus, I'm never going to get a call in if... Uh... <laughs> All right, don't... Uh, Drew, uh, write that. Write down uh, Ron, mold of Ron's uh, hairy ass there. Not the ass. It's a mold of my penis. Uh, oh, okay, say. sorry. Uh. What about something for the gay guys? Though? I mean, they the gay guys wouldn't touch me. You ever see my ass? They wouldn't want it. Mm. That's Ronnie, we're not that gay. There's... I can walk and walk through Santa Monica Boulevard <laughs> naked. They're going to say, sorry, Ron, we're going to women from now on. Aren't there any gay men with really low self-esteem? They wouldn't want my ugly, hairy ass. You know? I'm I telling know. you, I'm, I'm the luckiest heterosexual in town because of that. Basically, you want to simulate uh, Ron's ass. You, you just uh, 
put a hole in the side of a uh, VCR box and put some shag carpet over it. I could I could parachute in New York City right into West Village. They're going to run away. I'm telling you. All right, but they do have your penis. They have my All penis. All right, uh, Drew, remind me to get into this mold thing. You did it over at Doc Johnson's? Uh, no, uh, California Exotic Novelties. Similar okay. company. Okay. Doc Johnson has the Jeff Stryker. Yeah. California Exotic Novelties has me and uh, Shawn Michaels. Right. And then Topco has Rocco and Peter North. Burned down a couple of years ago, I, I cried. <laughs> Jennifer? Hi. What's going on over there? Well, um, it's sort of an odd question. I was just calling to say that I'm 21, and I've been with uh, probably about eight guys or so, but I've never had an orgasm. And it's pretty embarrassing because I'm a pretty good faker, but um, I just I wouldn't know. And faker? I want a job? <laughs> but I'm wondering if there's something wrong with me. I guess it, you know, who, whoever can answer. Well, um, you've been with eight guys. Yeah. You've had some long-term boyfriends. Yeah. See, that's the main reason I'm calling. I've been with a guy that I'm with now for three years. Oh boy. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know your face. He's not been able to crack the code yet. You tell him what you like. I, I have, and it's it just I can't quite get over. Can I handle do, this do, one? Do, yeah. Do you masturbate? Have you ever? Do you have a masturbate? Good. Good question, Serenity. Do you have a ma Do you have an orgasm when you're by yourself? No, and I have tried that. How I've old are you? Twenty-one. I've got some books on you it. See, women get easier to orgasm when they get a little older, mm -hmm. Doctor Drew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your crotch is like a baseball mitt that needs to be broken in a little but, bit. But have you tried <laughs> vibrators? Yeah, I do. Actually. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Serenity. Have you but, tried the Ron Jeremy uh, penis mold? As <laughs> part of the complexity of all this is that women need to find an emotional spot. It's not just a mechanical issue. It's not exactly. just a. You have to find a place that sort of simulates intimacy that makes you feel good. That is uh, properly free of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with me? But you have to get very comfortable with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it's about letting go. Mm -hmm. um, I've found from my friends, just based on my friends, that the ones that haven't had orgasms is because they're kind of um, either expecting a lot, mm -hmm. and so they're kind of like waiting and waiting and waiting, or they're afraid to really let go. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know? Were you ever traumatized or anything like that? Not really. You know, nothing... What does the not really mean? Not really just means, other than a few occasions where I've consented to have sex when I really didn't want to. No, I mean, as a, as a kid, I'm talking about as a child. Oh, no. No, no, nothing up. No, no significant issues in your primary relationships when you were growing. No up. abandonment, anything. Abandonment, no. like abuse, that and everything. Well, my, I guess my father was a Vietnam vet, so he was never there emotionally. I don't know if that would have anything to do with it. I would. Was he ever that. abusive in any way? No. He have you gotten close? Pardon? Have you gotten close to your orgasm? You think? Yeah, I mean, I've almost felt that. What happened? Did the person, did the guy, just give up? He was too tired or something? Well, pretty much, I. There you have it. I think maybe that he, you know, I don't want, he'll come, and I'm like, well, okay, he came. Right. And I'm not, I'll either be almost there or not even close, and I'll just say, okay. This guy's know. not performing enough oral sex, though, is he on you? Well, he actually likes that. But really? But yeah. you're uncomfortable with it? Well, I, I still just won't get off, and I'm do, thinking that there's something wrong with me. Do, do you stop after that? He after he's completed, do you just stop? Yeah. Well, why don't you just keep going? Well, because he loses his heart on, and then it's like, well... Well, you don't necessarily need him. Yeah. Got that vibrator. Yeah. 
or the mold if well, you know where to buy well, one. Well, I'm afraid, too, it would make him insecure. And then there's the whole dishonesty mm-hmm. issue. of There's nothing more dishonest than what you're doing already. All right, but God bless you. That's the greatest gift a woman can give a man, I believe, is the gift of the fake orgasm. It really is. You think? Yeah, you make a guy feel good about himself. Or you're trying I, to get I, rid of him fast. <laughs> either way, the guy goes away you know, making, a, making a muscle in front of the mirror in the bathroom while he's on the phone with his buddies. And, uh, but it, it is a way of, good of about chronically avoiding a, a level of intimacy that, um, you know... Yeah, here's the deal. Guys, you know, guys, the, the orgasm is... There's no connection between the orgasm and the intimacy with guys. I mean, that's why a guy, a guy goes to a prostitute, he has an orgasm in ten minutes, he walks away and leaves, doesn't remember her name. There's no big deal. Sometimes women equate the orgasm with giving something away and the intimate connection and all that. Some. Not all of them, but uh, some of them. Some of them do. I get the feeling maybe Jennifer may be going through this. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, she's 21, and a lot of women don't really hit the rhythm until a little bit later. It varies. So I wouldn't freak out about it. Right. The uh, more she freaks out about it, the more difficult. I don't want to talk about the Ron Jeremy penis mold uh, for a second. Oh, now, no. <clears throat> and you know, I was just thinking about something while we were talking to uh, Jennifer, and I was talking about... Um, Doc Johnson's, uh, the place over in North Hollywood that burned down about three and a half years ago that makes all these uh, these uh, prosthetic uh, porn penises. I thought, you know, if I just tuned into the show tonight and I was just listening to me, I'd say to myself, here's a host that does his homework. He's on top of the game. He obviously does extensive pre-interview with the guest. He really knows his subject matter. And then I thought, but if you tune in tomorrow night, we'd have uh, Duran Duran in here, and you'd hear me go, you guys made, huh, what, more than one record? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Drew, listen to that. What part of oh, England? Holy Christ, I never knew that. I would sound like an idiot. And I realize uh, I sound uh, like a guy who's done his homework when it comes to porn. I sound like the world's smartest host. Don't I, Drew? You, you've been doing your homework for many years. That's right. That's right. This is no ruse. I've been living this. You, you've been bred for this. this uh, <clears throat> Thank you. That, that's right. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Serenity and Ryan are going to be hanging here, and we will get to the bottom of this whole uh, prosthetic thing because it's uh, it's amazing. You They actually take a mold of Ron's penis. I mean, you can be walking around. I, I, am I right to say that this is an exact likeness of your penis? They may have cheated a quarter inch here and there, but it is an exact mold, yes. Okay. I had to sit with that stuff on me for about... 25 minutes. Oh, this is fantastic. Um, I think, um, uh, Ann, if you could get, uh, Ann has one in her glove box, I believe, if she took the uh, uh, the Cherokee tonight. We'll get that out. We'll compare it with Ron's, and uh, we'll be back. Hi, this is Eric and Bud from Someone on Love Line with... Adam Carolla and, and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. And uh, Sublime's uh, buddy Ron Jeremy is here. And uh, everybody's buddy Serenity is here. Both um, legends of the porn industry, or the adult film industry, pardon me. Let's not give it a black eye. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. They will both be uh, down here at the uh, L.A. Convention Center this weekend. It's this weekend, Friday, Friday night. Saturday and Sunday. And uh, all day, Friday, all day, Joy from the uh, Wicked, uh, old friend of mine from uh, Wicked Pictures, uh, mentioned to me during the break that uh, over at the Wicked booth, where you can find uh, Serenity, and I don't know if Indeed. Jenna Jameson's going to be there or not. No, but, but we'll have uh, Julie Ashton, oh, uh, sure. Missy, and Stephanie Swift. And who the hell needs uh, Jenna when there's a bunch of pictures that are nude there? You know what well, I'm we saying? We still love Jenna. Well, she just I, okay, to make it. Well, she's a fine person. But what I'm saying is, is 
I wouldn't mind attending anything where the celebrity wasn't there as long as there was pictures of them nude. I'd even prefer it, actually. <laughs> you think about it. You'd want to see Madonna <laughs> sing if you can go to a stadium and get her nude photographs? Right, absolutely, right. <laughs> you you name the, the Spice Girls, whoever it is. If there was some booth and there's just a bunch of posters of them nude, uh, f so be it. <laughs> okay. Fine, they don't have to be there. Would that work with the Beatles years ago? Oh, absolutely. No. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's what's going on this weekend. Um, we were talking about doing the penis molding. Now, this is this... It, it's a... Semi new thing. I mean, it's not been going on for uh, since the seventies or anything like that. They have these companies, Drew, and it's uh, the same technology they use when they do uh, Michael Jackson's uh, uh, prosthetic uh, face and thriller or something like that. But they do exact representations of uh, the males' penises and the uh, females' uh, vaginas and breasts, and they have like um, half body or full body or whatever it is. But Ron has had his penis done, and uh, Ron, as it turns out, has one in his car. Uh, I guess in case he gets pulled over, he can wave it at the cops. In case I have a date and I can't make it that night, I say, "Hey, honey, take this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I may be a while, but in the oh, trunk, the, uh, the trunk is filled with uh, my penis. That's my man. best part, anyway. Why, you know? Right, yank that, uh, yank that thing out of there, would you? Words. Yeah. Now, how much? Uh, now, would you? My goodness! <laughs> please and look at Ron. You've never seen a prouder man. There's a picture of Ron <laughs> right next to the penis. Uh, the thing weighs uh, eight pounds, uh, so you know it's good. It, I now, think they who, added a little bit. Whose testicles are those? Those, by the way, they did add to that, and I complained to Susan about that. Yeah, those don't look company. like your testicles. No, mine are much smaller. And I said, "Why are you making the testicles so big?" She goes, "Well, to make it more aesthetic." No, but it makes the penis look uh, smaller with the big. Yeah, with I don't the big know why testicles. they did that, but she said it just looked better. It's a also, tremendous. It's Colored. Mine is actually darker than that. Yeah, and I think there's a ring around it somewhere, right? No, that's not true. That could have just been me. I like to embellish a man's penis once in a while. Uh, um, now, this is about the size of your penis, is, is it not? close, yeah. And, um, and uh, it's the... Uh, they added a little bit, I hate to say. It looks like they added a little. I don't know. Well, from what I remember, it uh, looks about the same. And uh, uh, now, how, explain the process. First off... How do you know which company to go with? Is there a, a bidding war? The ones that called me, <laughs> and they and they said uh, I had another thing. I had a a penis pump with Topco, but then California Exotic called me up for the mold. I said fine. Mm. I had uh, I was trying to work out uh, with uh, Hasbro a butt plug. Uh, this once, is this but is like they, they spooky. It looks do like that. something that should be in a an, an anime, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, a, it a is mason jar. amazingly realistic. Is it, Drew? Uh, you're a doctor. You've examined. Uh, take it out of it the. It was uh, an actual mold. <laughs> oh no! I'm going to take it out of the uh, plastic. Well, wait, he didn't tell you. Could. Well, oh, could I do oh, this? Yes, you can. It's all right. Mate, wait. Can I keep this? Uh, do you want to? Well, what's it worth? You what's, can get What's it sell for? Seriously. Oh, don't worry about it. You can have it. All right, but what does it sell for? I think it's like 30, 40 bucks. Oh, good. So I can ask for 20. <laughs> go down to Santa. I can go down to Santa Monica Boulevard on the way home. All right, look at this. Is that Ron's? Is that Ron's? Yes, we don't want it. Come on. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Come on. I'm beating, beating Drew with it right now. He's beating Drew with my penis. <laughs> this is another Hallmark moment. This is as good as me and Miss Lanowitz on the phone talking. Oh, now look at that. Now, Drew... Talk, please start on the penis. Now I've been on Love Lines before, twice, but this is the first time I ever saw someone beat you with my penis. This is a very special moment. <laughs> on the air. Drew. Again, bonding. Drew, this looks the same as a uh, as a penis, does it not? <laughs> All right, so they put now, what what do you get paid, by, Although, by the way, looks, for this? This looks like it was added from here to here. But... 
They might have added, no, no, they added less than that. He doesn't like, uh, Drew doesn't uh, like the bottom uh, inch and a half. But now, ex walk us through the procedure, Ron. You walk in, I had a girl with me. Oh, you did? A beautiful girl with me, yes. They said, bring a girl, they paid her too. To be kind of like You brought a fluff fluffer? Girl. Yes, the fluff girl. Oh, for Christ's sake, you can't get a boner without, uh, see, without girl, her? But this thing, no, but see, the thing is not before the mold goes on, it's, while it's on you, that's horrifying. So you have to keep uh, it going while yeah, it's on? Yeah, I had the brains to tell them to make it like in a bucket where I can go straight down so gravity will work with me. Mm -hmm. They tried it once. When I'm lying down, they put it over me. And then as you start to lose a little bit of the erection, it starts to, you know, ruin the mold. So I said, why don't you be smart and lay it down. I'll go on top of it straight mm -hmm. down. Beautiful. So as I start to lose a little bit, I still made the impression, you see. Then I have the girl there to kiss, hug, fondle, and do things while the thing is stuck in this warm cement it doesn't feel very good i'm telling you i'm hey, glad she was there ron was there ever a moment about 20 minutes into the procedure where uh not only you but the girl kissing you and the guy who was uh dumping the cattle it was a female it was a female lab lab lady all right where everyone just stopped and said what the f are we doing with our lives for christ's sake i got my uh schwanz in a bucket I'm stroking the guy who's got the schwanz in the bucket so you keep the schwanz up. And I'm, I was a polymer chemist. For Christ's sake, I went to school for eight years so I could dump uh, glue on Ron's schwanz. Did, so he does should anyone just stop and go, wise. Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? I'm a school teacher. He's a polymer chemist. Yeah, it's an interesting point. Oh, my God. The fluff girl felt most at ease. Nothing was changing in her occupation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And, all right, so the, all right, so now what do they pay you? Do they pay you a flat rate? You, you get a, a good couple thousand dollars. You do pretty well. Then you get paid. If it sells over twelve thousand, then you get a little extra money. How many have uh, they sold? It's, we're getting pretty close, from what I understand. And you, I'll give credit. The Jeff Striker one may have done a little better, but I think mine has done better than. Uh, the well, rest you of can't. The guys. Jeff Striker does gay porn, right? Uh, that's a big market. I wanted mine to be funny. That's why I wanted those jokes to be on there, like. Will blow away the competition, right? But they use some of the jokes, not all of them. Well, you, you can't compete with a guy who's famous in the gay porn industry because a gay guys are going to go out, buy this, and and you know mount up uh, on the right. They're even going to make yeah. it home before they take this yeah. thing you, out of the box. You'll be interested to know, I'm also going to have my name on a cigar that's going to be in stores. A little Plata cigar. It's a Costa Rican leaves. It'll be ten inches. It's called the Ron Jeremy ten inches, dollar an inch, ten bucks. Now that, it's but then it's going to be long, but it's not going to be shaped like your penis. No, oh God, no! no. Who <laughs> buy it? You can have some heterosexual guys smoke my penis. No, no, no. Please, there's a whole the, there's hair on the thing. For Christ's <laughs> no, sake, no, there's not. And they, and what is this? It's now, it's now been spot welded to the console. It's stuck. The, oh, for Christ's sake, is that? Oh, can, we, can you? These two guys are playing with my. There's penis. a suction cup it's on the bottom of this thing. Yeah. My mom always said, "Find a doctor." This is oh actually pretty God. good. <laughs> I'll tell you. You know what? I'm going to throw this thing uh, somewhere in my house, and then uh, one day uh, when I the pass on, uh, the loved ones are going to come clean out the house, and it's uh, going to be Ron Jeremy's penis. I have no children. I have no children. Right. If I was to drop dead tomorrow. I have all those videos out there, and 200 years from now, I'll have my penis. This, this is your legacy. It's my legacy. Oh, imagine <laughs> that. How surreal is that? There's uh, women and uh, men, sorry, Ron, who are uh, around the country that are using this thing inside of them on a uh, nightly basis. <laughs> God. And uh, Serenity, you don't have a uh, crotch deal yet? No. But you're working on one. Um, I've had a few people approach me. And you, uh, you, your, your crotch will be sold to the highest bidder. Actually, they're interested in my butt. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. she's got a wonderful butt. Oh, and that's. Uh, can we see real fast uh, the butt? If you're going to talk about it, for Christ's sake. And uh, 
And oh, you yeah, show me better. the picture. Fine. <laughs> and is it going to have a hole in it? I would imagine that's the whole yeah. point, right? Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, we, we have some. Oh, they use yeah. leaf fried beans and prune danish for that mold. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to know what's involved uh, with uh, the butt mold. Please. Well, they just uh, mold it on. Yeah, but where do they find the hole? Well, they just. It kind of like goes into the crevices. I mean, the stuff is, is heavy that they put on you. Oh, boy. And then uh, someone was telling me they had one of these dolls that they put down, like you can put it on the carpet as if someone's butt is sticking up from the floor, and then you just, like, right. get on top of it. Right. You have to be fairly lonely, I guess, huh? <laughs> you really do. <laughs> I had a friend who humped a beanbag chair once, and I thought that was an all-time low. But uh... The future of porn is going to be those kind of molds <clears throat> with holograms over them. Oh, yeah. I even did a hologram shoot about a year ago that so far they haven't perfected the technique yet. Right. But that's going to be the future, three-dimensional serenity in your living room. Yeah, and Imagine you have the, the body input. The guys will be totally obsolete. They won't need male porn actors just in the gay films, I guess. Yeah. And believe, thankfully, people will be working for their from their homes uh, by then because no one would leave their home with right. uh, this technology. All right, Drew, you ready to roll? <laughs> oh, you want to talk more about Ron's uh, prosthetic penis? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. There's no strap, I noticed, on this, Ron. That's uh, one of the innovations I would have added. For uh, another buck or so, you probably could have got a, just a hook, you know, something you could hook onto a work belt or something like that. You could stick that into a belt. You could stick that against the wall, I think, and mm -hmm. violate it. Oh, they have, like, belts with some sort of universal uh, penis adapter? Them. Yes, they do, actually. Okay. Brian? Yeah. What's going on? Hey, Adam. Always thinking the porn industry. Yeah. Back me up, man. Thanks. Um, Ron, you're God. Thank you. Yeah, I want to... the man in heaven just took a severe dump when he heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for saying that. All right. Um, I have a question. Um, I saw you on Erotica a couple weeks ago. Oh, I mean Erotica LA that's happening this weekend. Why? Yeah. Um, At the convention I know, center. I saw you with a bald head. I want to oh. know if you really shaved your head or... Oh, oh, oh. you saw it in the... What movie was that? Uh, I forget. Oh, was a, I don't no, really there was two of them. The name. Uh, yeah, uh, well, Madam's family is one of them. I played Uncle Uncle Pesto. I, mm, I don't think you had a bald head, but you had a, like a druid a hood well, over your head most of the time. I played a Mussolini character. Really? Uh, Mussolini. Yeah, that was prosthetic. Oh, that was actually <laughs> that was a skull cap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when the porn industry uh, tries to uh, uh, approach a historical subject. It looked believable. There's nothing didn't it? better. Didn't it look real? Uh, yeah. No, I did not shave my head. That was what the hell were cap. you Mussolini for in a porn? What was this porn? It was called Heine's Heroes. It was a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a VCA picture. Oh. <laughs> Mussolini. I heard the name. All right. Okay. Uh, Jim Enright directed it. What was it? What was it? What was it? What's the character's name? Uh, Mussolini. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's true. That's actually what the name was. Yeah. <sighs> all right, Brian, what, what else are you asking? That's all. Okay. okay. Listen, nice talking to you. Later. You know if you used the skull cap uh, during the uh, muscle peeny <laughs> character. would be nice. He called me God. Uh, that's true. Uh, Christian. Hey, what's up, man? You're 20. Yeah. You're on with a, uh, a, well, a role model, the God to many of the uh, and kids he's across Christian. the country. And he's Christian. Actually, my, my question is going towards Drew, I guess, or yourself, Adam. Christian's um, got the marijuana laugh. Do I? Smoke a lot of weed, Christian? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Drew knows the marijuana laugh. <laughs> there it is. There it is, yeah. <laughs> well, um, hey, I've been with this girl for two years, and uh, first we were going out all hot and heavy like three times a day, and that was like phenomenal, of course. And then... um. 
And then now it's like she got on the, on the birth control, I guess, about a year ago. And it just, like, it seems to diminish, man. And, and like, and we, we only, like, now I, we, get, we, make, we make love or sex however, however you want to do it. Like, maybe, like, a few times a week, like, every other day, whatever. And How like, long into the relationship before it stepped down like this? Um, I guess, I mean, I... Mm, I mean, we had a lot of problems, so I, I could I could relate that to like the other. It, I, I, what pill is she on? Uh, I honestly I couldn't I couldn't. Some say pills do diminish the libido. Some increase it. Really? Uh, but I'll suspect that the relationship has uh, sort of gone out of its. Uh, uh, what's the, the the newness phase? Some people have a term for that. Uh, the, <coughs> it's not fresh anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's and and you've had conflict, and the, the quality of the relationship may be down. That probably has a lot more to do with why things are. But, like, as far as, like, the sex is, it's, like, I mean, it's really good. I mean, I, she comes, like, every single time. I mean, I make sure of that. And, and it's, like, I mean, so it's, like, I know, like, as far as that is concerned, it, you know, she's happy. That, that's as far as no, you know, It's always great when guys talk about uh, their first problem is, is we're not having near as much sex as I'd like. And then they follow that up with she's the most uh, contented woman ever sexually. I really satisfy her. She loves it. But what was the first question you asked? He's unhappy. And why? And she doesn't want to have sex right, right. that much. Right. So uh, it's 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 one or the other. How much is she really loving it? And how great a job are you really doing? When your first question is, uh, she don't want it half as much as she did, you know, four months ago. Well, he, the guy's getting it every other day for Christ's sake, and things tend to uh, taper off a little sexually. There's the newness uh, of it all. Plus, they're having problems. Yeah, so. I mean that's what it is. Yeah, listen to Jennifer. Serenity, you have a boyfriend? I do. You do. Is he in the industry? No. No. Is he freaked out about you being in the industry? No. He met you uh, when you were in the industry? No. Before. You've been in the industry for five years. And a half. And uh, you were going out with a guy before you went into the industry. Mm hmm And you're still with him. Mm hmm And what were you doing before you went into the uh, adult film industry? Uh, I was a stripper, and right before that, I was a ballerina. Okay, and, and did he? He, kn he knew me in the transition of ballerina stripper and then into the industry. Okay, this is good. All right, we're going to talk about this because I can't believe this guy's uh, hung out for five and a half years. These, um, you know, here's the thing about the the adult film industry, as far as I know. The relationships, while you're knee-deep in the industry, are usually uh, pretty short. At least uh, I've talked to many women who are in it, and the, the mm -hmm. thing, the relationships come and go. Guys think they can handle it, and as it turns out, they were just horny and wrong. They can't handle it over the long haul. But this guy's been around for uh, you know, how many years now? Many. I mean, it must many. have been like seven, eight years, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're not that old. How old are you? 28. So you, you met this guy when you were 20, or started going out around when you were 20? About that. Still around. Yeah. All right. We're going to find out uh, what the hell's going on with that, and uh, find out if Ron has a girlfriend. Or maybe he's uh, still dating that chick he went out with in uh, high school. I don't know. We'll be back. Fantastic. It's uh, Loveline. Serenity and Ron Jeremy are both here, uh, veterans of the... Uh, Adult film industry, and when we left off, we were speaking of Serenity, and um, I hadn't asked this earlier in the show, but um, I thought to ask it at this uh, late hour. As it turns out, she's been in a long-term relationship, and uh, it, the relationship started uh, quite, quite a few couple of years before you began uh, your um, relationship with the uh, adult film industry.
Yes. Now, what is your, and, and, and I heard you say you were married to the guy during the uh, commercial, too. That's correct. When did you get married? Uh, a few years back. So uh, you were already in the industry when you got married. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what what uh, line of work is your husband in? Uh, I want to pass over that question, please. He runs a head shop? <laughs> no, I just, there's certain things that I do want to keep private, you know, because mm-hmm. he th- he's a different party than myself. Right. Um, but he's not in the industry? Right. So he has uh, what you'd call, a, a, he's in the legitimate working sack. I don't mean to demean what you're doing, but he, he's got a job just like everyone else. Right. Okay. And uh, now he has no objections to you doing what you're doing. No. He doesn't. Really? Mm-hmm. And here's my take on guys like this. I think either they are um, nuts and there's something really wrong with them, which um, 99% of the time there is, or they are so amazingly secure and sane that they're able to um, understand that this is something she does and it does not uh, involve them, and they're that secure that they're able to get away. I'm guessing your husband's nuts. Communication is a wonderful thing. You've got to keep in mind that also depends on the type of porn star you are. A girl who might be working... For every company working two, three sex scenes a week, girls are under contract like Serenity with Wicked Pictures. She doesn't. You maybe have sex maybe five, six times a year, eight times, ten times a year. I mean, it's not as well, much as you might movies? think. <laughs> Often to the same guys. She's very selective. I mean, all right, but it's well, oh, listen, it's Peter know, North I, uh, decorating her like a uh, wedding cake, yeah, she, and gotta, uh, five guys up. standing around in cutoffs with uh, boners. You got to back up to like the history of my relationship. I mean, I'm a sexual person. Mm-hmm. I was a sexual person before I was in films. Were you a swinger? You guys are swingers? Yes. So you know. they used to sing, you know, swap oh, you do. Couple. So. You swung before you got into the films. Oh, yeah. They make the best yeah. relationships, like Hank and Animal. When they, when they actually are swingers before they get into porn, the relationships usually last a lot longer. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not like you, huge, like, you know, heavy duty swingers, but, you know, that sexually we don't have a problem with that as long as our relationship is stable. Okay. So know? he never, uh, he never gets weird on you. No. He no. knows she's not going to leave him for any anyone in the industry. And does uh, does he go out and ever have uh, sex without you being in the room? No, that's never happened. Yeah, as far as no. yeah, the night's still know. young though. But, I guess. but no. now I've picked up people for him to have sex with, where like I was there, but I wasn't participating. Jeez, I, yeah, you know it, it's sad, but women can pick up women to have sex with guys better than guys can pick up women to have sex with themselves. It's, it's called bait. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bait. pathetic. Mm-hmm. All right. Bait. <laughs> Big uh, chump slick of uh, serenity drawn up. Uh, he he doesn't complain ever, does he? About? Anything. No? About anything? Yeah. Well, Put sure. a bullet in his head. Stuff, but not nothing. Does sexually. he watch your movies? Oh, yeah. They watch them with you? You uh, like that? I don't, I don't watch my own movies other than, like, the first time. You know. You don't like to see your own um No, I, I like seeing me, but I, I sit there and I go, you know... Oh, this wasn't quite right, or this. Well, or you're that. an artist. Yeah. I understand. So I watch other people's movies. Right, De Niro's the same way. By the way, I don't think he. Uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when Drew just decides he's done with the show. I think <laughs> when I pulled out the Ron Jeremy dildo, uh, Drew decided you beat him with it. <laughs> you beat him over the you head. You beat him with it. <laughs> if he, he, let me explain. It's more body than he had in mind. <laughs> if he, if he embraced the penis, I would have left him alone. But it was like a bully on a schoolyard. <laughs> As soon as they hold, uh, you know, they, they wave around some jello that got rolled in uh, some twigs or something. If you, the guy, the kid who runs the fastest is going to get chased the hardest.
Droof, you just embraced Ron's penis like a man. I would have left you alone, but you had to go cower in the corner, and then I give you a good beating with it. Look at Drew's moving away again. It was like <laughs> um, uh, Cool Hand Luke uh, here. Sarah. Yeah. You're 18. Yeah. Hi, guys. Love your show. Um, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I was wondering how long it takes the female body to get back to normal after having a baby, you know, uh, physically and mentally. What specifically? Quite severe. I mean, the, probably the most severe depressions I've ever seen have been in postpartum depressions. What about, like, uh, outbursts of anger and stuff? I like mean, that? I have seen women become so profoundly depressed, they become detached from reality and start doing very, very bizarre things. Mm-hmm. And it is a intensely biological experience. Uh, obviously, a lot of stressors that begin to mount in your life at that time that certainly add to the intensity of the depression. But it is something that really needs professional attention because it can get way out of control, and it's a time when you can't really afford that. And listen, if women can get a little batty on the period, I can only imagine what they do when uh, their body goes into pregnancy mode. Yeah. So, Sarah, please take care of this. Uh, postpartum depression is very serious. Where's uh, Where's Papa? Uh, he's in the bedroom. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, first year in love with You guys uh, staying together and everything? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, talk to you. Who, who delivered the baby? Uh, my doctor. Okay, that's the person you got to talk to about. I was going to go with Park Ranger. Well, it uh, could have been some county facility or God knows what. I mean, okay. But if you have a relationship with a physician who knows you and knows your case, <clears throat> give them a call immediately. Minutes. Uh, pretty close an hour and a half. He has willpower. <laughs> well, uh, that's why they have the sound down on the porn. Uh, comments <laughs> like that, Ron. <laughs> Will? Uh-huh. What's going on? Okay, um, about a week ago from tonight, I got dumped by my girlfriend. Well, she's been kind of screwing with my head ever since. Uh, Saturday night, we got together, and, well, one thing led to another. And next thing I know, we're getting intimate. Well, while we're being intimate, she uh, mentioned she wants to have a threesome with her best friend and myself. Mm-hmm. She claims she's never done anything with her up to this point. But it was just like a fancy of her. Well, is this? Are you hurt by these continued relationships you're carrying out with her? Um, yes, I am. All right. Well, if she is done with the relationship, accept that and don't continue to talk. Okay, it does take some of the sting off getting dumped, doesn't it, Drew? Yeah, well, it's gonna it's gonna hurt for him no matter what. You know, it was kind of funny. Drew just had to fish his uh, New England uh, Journal of Medicine publication out uh, from in between uh, Serenity's uh, porn flyers. It was uh, <laughs> quite an interesting uh, juxtaposition. There. <laughs> There's not even a picture in that crappy magazine of yours, Drew. So for some uh, big picture, Brian Dennehy uh, pushing tagament or something. Hey, Will. Oh, p- please put that away. Please show me a picture of uh, some festering boils. Will, you, don't do anything you don't want to do. But if you had to do one thing you didn't want to do, a uh, threesome would be the thing to do that you really didn't want to do if it had to be one thing. You understand? Yeah. All right. Does he want us to feel sorry for him? He shouldn't do it. All right. Uh, Drew, go home. You're done. <laughs> take uh, take Ron's penis and get the hell he out of here. He has a paperweight. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, hold down a... Uh... <laughs> All right. How do you know, lady guests Drew is, the microphone. Drew, you're handling that penis a little more than I thought you would. i got to say that. All I'm right. flattered. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll uh, get a few plugs in, and uh, we'll call it a night. Uh! All right. Uh, time to say bye to Serenity and uh, Ron Jeremy, although I know Ron, being the uh, spokesman, showman, and uh, penisman that he is, uh, he'll want to get a uh, quick plug in for... Uh, 
the trade show. So well, I there, just right? got to say that I will be at Erotica LA. I hope you all come down and say hello. The shows, of course, are Friday night, uh, uh, Friday, 5 to 11, Saturday and Sunday, 11 to 11. I'll be at the Seymour Butts. I think, yeah, I think Mark Carey has a copy of that tape, actually. All right. If you got to carry something in your car next time, uh, carry the Spank Me After Me and not your penis. <laughs> you already got your penis. Had I known you liked that film. Yeah, I know. Okay. It, it, I don't blame you. Do you like watching backdoor scenes? Uh, no, I'm not a backdoor man. Seymour Butts and stuff. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, yes, Serenity? And make sure they stop by the Wicked Pictures booth oh, yes. so they can fill out an application to win a trip behind the scenes of one of our movies. That's fantastic. Uh, bring your cool. bring your slicker. Uh, they, there is a lot of stuff flying in those. All right. So until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily those of the staff or management or producers or directors or the advertising or anyone. But they might be Bob's. I'm Bob, and they're mine. The producer of Loveline is Dan Wilkins. Loveline is a presentation of Westwood One Entertainment. Grr. We now return you to your highly tested, regularly scheduled programming. Bye.